PDPW On Demand. Welcome to the podcast this week. I'm Bill Baker. And Dairy Farmer and past PDPW Board President Hank Wagner has some encouraging words today as we look at strengthening our relationships with those around us. Let's listen to this week's podcast titled, The Other Side of Marriage. Well, I am excited to bring you today's lesson, today's message, today's discussion point on the PDPW podcast. And I am confident that today's will be a game changer. That what we talk about today can alter your future. Can bring about some real positive growth, some real positive fruit, especially in the area of relationships. And I am so confident in that that I'm willing to give you an offer. Now, hopefully, I'm not going to get in trouble for this one. I didn't clear it with PDPW staff, but I think it's going to be okay. I am so confident that you're going to gain something really valuable today that I'm going to give you a money back guarantee. That's right. If you don't gain something really valuable, especially in regards to relationships, I will refund every cent that you have paid for these podcasts. Now, I know there's some really sharp people out there who are thinking, wait a minute. I didn't realize I paid anything for these podcasts. And then there's a few of you who've jumped to the conclusion that Hmm, was I supposed to pay something for these podcasts? And the answer is no, you weren't supposed to pay anything for these podcasts. These podcasts are coming to you free of charge. However, I need to make a really important point. Just because something is free does not mean it's of low quality or of little value. And also, and this is not today's life lesson, kind of an early extra tidbit I'm going to throw in there. Everything that you have has a cost. These podcasts have a cost. The PDPW staff works to put them together. Bill Baker, the the behind-the-scenes radio guy, the sound guy, does a lot of work to make them high quality. And then there's all of the people who have furnished the life lessons to be able to share. So there's a cost. Everything that we have has a cost. Even though it may seem free, there's been a price paid. And a lot of times we think about that in regards to our freedom in this country. People have given their lives. Lots of people have given the ultimate sacrifice, their life. There's been a price paid for our freedom. Many of us are involved in agriculture. And there's food, abundant food, high quality food at a very reasonable cost in this country because of the sacrifices, the price that the people in agriculture are making to produce that food. 
The very fact that you're alive tells me that somebody paid a price. Your parents made a number of sacrifices for you to be with us today along with hundreds or potentially thousands of other people connected to your life who have paid a price to pass on to you some of those things that we take for granted and think are free. So on to today's really important, valuable, significant life lesson. I need to first take you back to your younger days of cartoons and remember the story of the person who finds this golden teapot and he's a little bit puzzled and as he wipes the dust or dirt off of this partially buried teapot all of a sudden it starts to rattle and shake and some smoke comes out of the end and along with it a genie a genie who's quick to point out that he's going to give that person who found that teapot, he's going to grant them three wishes. Now, I'm no genie. And I don't know that I can grant any of your wishes, but what if I was to ask you for one wish today? What would you say? What would it be? For some of you, I'm guessing it would be a wish for a better milk price. Those of us connected to dairy have had to withstand some low milk prices for a number of years. And as of this podcast, at least it's improving, it's going in the right direction. So maybe that's your wish for a better milk price. Or maybe it's better crops happens to be the spring of the year and unfortunately we had a tough winter for crops there's been a lot of winter kill a lot of stress on our crops maybe your wish would be for an abundant harvest this year better crops or a lot of times those of us in agriculture are always wishing for something in regards to weather And it's already turning out to be a very late planting season. And maybe your wish is for some better planting weather. To be able to put those precious seeds in the ground to bring about that awesome fall harvest. Well, unfortunately, I can't help you with any of those wishes. But I am going to plant some seeds or discuss something that maybe should be our wish for today. I'm going to talk about something that I think will bring about more long-lasting fulfillment, success, or happiness than all three of those others combined. And yet, it's an area that a lot of times doesn't receive much of our focus or attention. We try to figure out how to get a better milk price or more pounds of milk per cow. 
how to plant our crops and what we can do to achieve success in that area, our finances, our business, but not necessarily in this area. And the area I want to go into a little deeper today is that of relationships. And relationships are quite simply people. And people need to eat. And people should be really thankful for those of us in agriculture who provide food. But that's not really the most basic needs of people. It's relationships. It's the need of others in our lives. So I want to talk about that a little bit deeper today. I would like to start with what I think is one of the most important relationships that we have. In my opinion, that's the marriage. And I know some of you are already looking to tune out or thinking, oh boy, marriage, what's the big deal? That's not going to help me with my business. It's not going to help me get more milk. Please listen to the end. I think you'll find something of value. And I'm guessing there's going to be some husbands out there who are listening to this podcast at the urging of their wives. And if that's you, please listen. Listen intently. Listen deeply. Listen into what I'm going to tell you because it's really, really important. So in my opinion, the marriage is one of the most important relationships that we have. It's quite often the person that we spend most of our time with. Think about it. If you enjoy the time you spend with the people that you spend the most time with, it seems pretty easy to come to the conclusion that's going to bring more happiness, joy, fulfillment, success. So this Marriage is often the place where we spend a lot of time with each other, but it's also the place that births our children and models what life can or should be like for their future. It's quite often the place where dreams can either be uncovered and grown and developed and encouraged or crushed. It's where we can start our day feeling good about ourselves and excited about what's before us or sad, hurt, and defeated before we even leave our home. So in my opinion, the marriage is really, really important. Now I want to tell you that there are no perfect marriages. They all struggle at times. They all have challenges. And that's not necessarily bad. And I've been real with you in regards to a lot of the mistakes and challenges that I've had throughout my life, not because I I willingly love to share those things with other people. I've been transparent and allowed you in to see that I've made mistakes that 
that I've had challenges, our marriage has had challenges, our family has challenges, our business has challenges. We're all in the same pool of people that have challenges. I'm sharing those things with you and being transparent to help you understand you're not alone. I'm also sharing those things and, and being real with you to help you see that it's not always perfect and rosy that sometimes you have to learn, you have to do some things differently to go to the other side. And here's part of what I've learned or realized or come to understand. The people who have been dealt challenges, the people who have tough times in their life can be really valuable people to us. If they overcome them, if they go to the other side, somebody who has gone through an intense challenge in their life learns the lesson, makes the adjustment, and goes to a better life is somebody with immense value. I tell you that for a couple reasons. Number one, if you see those people in your life who have gone through hard times, and most of the time they're people who are older because they've just gone through more things and have learned lessons, get close to those people. Try to draw from them what you can. Those are really valuable people who are carrying really valuable wisdom. The other reason I'm telling you that is if you're in a challenge or store it up for when the next challenge comes because it will, this should provide some hope to press through. Don't complain. Don't get hung up on whose fault it is. Don't blame the, the, the government or 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 your spouse, or whoever it is, instead just ask the question, what can I learn from this? What can I do differently so this never happens again? And that will bring you to the other side. So Pam and I have been to the other side. We started on the wrong side. We started out with a really rocky marriage. We had been married for quite a few years. I'm going to say it's probably between five and ten years. And we had gone through a, a, a really challenging period in the beginning. And I'm guessing that we're not alone in that. But we had reached a point where it was a good marriage. And I say a good marriage looking back because at that time, we had, it seemed as though we had reached the spot of a great marriage because we had less challenges. Our conflicts were different, were better, so it seemed great. But if you keep improving, if you keep getting better at something and you look back, those times that seemed great now were only good because they're better yet. But at this point in time where I felt like we had a good marriage, 
One day Pam said to me, she asked me a, a critical question. She said, do you love me? And within seconds of her asking that question, I felt incredible pain. I was hurt, deeply hurt, that she would even ask that question. Of course I loved her. And I was surprised that she would ask that question. And I immediately answered her question in that fashion. Of course I love you. I can't believe you would even ask me that. And then as I continued to ponder not just the question, but also why would she even ask that question, I came to the realization that she didn't know if I really truly loved her or not. And even though we had a good marriage, she still didn't know. And I thought to myself, how can that be? So rather than being angry with her for asking me the question and not believing me when I told her, I, I looked at myself and said, what, obviously I need to do something to make sure that one of the most important people in my life knows that I love her. So I decided to often and regularly tell her that I loved her. Which meant a minimum of once a day. Now, I know for some of you guys, I'm a guy, I get it. That seems silly and overboard and why should you have to do that? Well, listen with me to the end and you're going to get some help answering that question. But let me also point out, I, I've, I've done a number of leadership for dads classes, and we talk about this a little bit in there. And I had a dad one time, a husband one time, say to me, he said, you know, I, I told my wife that I loved her the day we got married. I told her that she was important to me when we got married. That hasn't changed. Why do I need to tell her again? Now, hopefully that's not the case for you. But it's the case for a lot of us guys. We don't take the steps necessary to make sure that our wives know that we love them. And maybe sometimes it goes the other way around. So Pam asked me that question. And I began to tell her every single day, at least once a day, that I loved her. Now, that made a really big difference. However, it wasn't until I came across a book that I really understood what was happening. Now, we're, we're talking about relationships. And we're talking about what I think is one of the most important relationships there is, the marriage. And we're also talking about communication. 
what happens, the interaction between that relationship, and in my opinion, it's communication that strengthens or destroys all relationships. So this particular book that I'm going to briefly talk about is called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. If you haven't read that book, get the book. However, what I want you to understand before you go to the book is to, to buy into the idea or the concept that your marriage, your relationship is really important and worth investing in. Because once you get that alive and well, then you will pursue ways to add value to that relationship because you see its significance and value. So please buy this book, but don't stop there. There's hundreds, thousands more ways you can add value to this really important relationship. So buy the book. And this book really is about giving you some tools or some understanding to show how you love your spouse. And it also helps us understand that we're all different. All of our marriages are different. All people are different. And that's okay. It's supposed to be that way. There's a difference between men and women. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're different. And that's okay. So this book is referring to five ways. It calls them five love languages, but it's really five ways to communicate this simple message. I love you. I care about you. You mean a lot to me. Hopefully, what you'll understand is what I understood, that we can convey that message in a number of different ways. As a matter of fact, it needs to be done in a number of different ways. And your spouse is likely going to need different communication, a different language than what my wife Pam needs. Let me explain. And I'm not trying to, to spoil the reason to read this book, but I know some of you are not going to read this book, so I want to give you just a little bit more. Those five love languages are, number one, words of affirmation. There's some people some husbands and or wives, that's how they feel loved when somebody gives them words of affirmation. The second one, quality time. Not time, quality time. Number three, receiving gifts. Number four, acts of service. And number five, physical touch. So the author Gary Chapman goes into saying there's a number of different ways to make strong marriages, but in his opinion, there are only five love languages and all of us fit into one of them. And like I mentioned earlier, I didn't realize the significance of how you show love to your spouse until I read this book. 
And I came to the understanding, the realization, the very clear picture that my wife is absolutely number four, acts of service. Because even though I told her that I loved her, it doesn't come close to meaning the same thing as me helping her, as me doing things for her. When I do something for her, something as simple as if she says there's a light bulb burnt out and I rush to the closet and grab a new light bulb and replace it, it immediately sends the message that I love her much more than if I would go and buy her a gift because her love language is acts of service. If your spouse needs words of affirmation, it won't matter how much you do for them because they need you to speak positive things to them, to believe in them, to encourage them, to tell them how significant and important and valuable they are. It won't do any good to go and buy them gifts. They'll mean very little. It won't matter how much time you spend with them. They'll need words of affirmation. The point to all of this is that we're all different. And it's okay. It's also that communication is important and communication can be done in a number of different ways. It's not just the words that we speak. It's not just the actions that we take. It's understanding which words to speak, how to speak, which actions, how to go about taking those actions. And in the area of marriage, which in my opinion is the most important relationship that we have. Really dig into and be willing to find out which one your spouse is. Is it words of affirmation? Quality time? Receiving gifts? Acts of service? Or physical touch? If you want a strong relationship, if you want more fulfillment, happiness, and joy out of all of your relationships, if that's part of your vision, part of your view, part of your expectation out of life, then you will have to plant seeds in that area. You will have to learn and grow and do something different than what you're currently doing. Our thanks to Hank Wagner for joining us this week. And a reminder for more resources and other podcasts, go to pdpw.org. To the professional dairy producers, you are the most important asset on this planet. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Brought to you by the PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.